Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, my name is Daniel Rota, and I will be your host. And with me, uh, via the phone today, I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing today, Father? Yeah, I'm doing well, Dan. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> how are you? I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. This is... um. Uh, our the first of our podcasts that we haven't done in person. I know so it's a it's a little different this time. It's a little bit different, and I like a lot of things that we've been doing in the last couple of months. I don't. It's good, but I prefer that the in person uh, dynamic. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely you know it's one of those things where we're just it's a it's a weird time. So we're we're, we're figuring things out as we go along, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm at you know I'm at home. A lot of you already have heard or know that I just had been in contact with somebody who had tested positive for uh, COVID. I, did you lose me there? Uh no, you're good. Okay, we got you. Um, yeah, so I I had tested or I hadn't tested. I had been around somebody who had tested positive for COVID, um, and it's kind of they had it for a new job, and uh, it was kind of at the end actually of where they even had it so they just barely kind of caught it almost so it technically was just on the other side of not having to be quarantined but really played it you know cautious and um you know did get tested and kind of put the brakes on everything here got tested and actually i just found out about 15 minutes ago that it came back negative um so i've been quarantined in the rectory um s- since uh, kind of finding out about this other person's results and uh, not not even have known that he got tested, uh, um, but that person too didn't really have any symptoms. But nonetheless, um, anyway, so I just found out that the results are negative, which is good. Um, but I, I yeah. still haven't had a chance to talk to my doctor. I also talked to Father Bissonette, um, and going to consult with a couple other doctors too that I know just to say what's the most prudent thing for me to do right now based on current research and where things are at you know, and what, what sort of certain protocols are. So kind of probably got a bit of phone calling ahead of me today on this afternoon, uh, talking to various people and then I'll, I'll pray, sleep and pray and look towards making some uh, decisions. So in terms of timelines in particular, so, so yeah, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Uh, it's kind of nice. Cause yeah, with the negative, I don't have to necessarily be full quarantined. I don't think anymore. Um, and then just watch my health. And the others that got tested too that were around this individual, and I'll be waiting to hear their results too, because that'll certainly impact some of the thinking and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's so much that goes into it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's not a simple thing, right? Yeah, and I think it's something that most people are going to have to end up dealing with, especially as as we kind of reopen. I think we're going to hear more and more of the dynamic of like, oh, I just found out that so and so you know, is tested positive or, um, you know, that, that, you know, I might have it or whatever, or I'm waiting on test results, different things like that. So it's, it's a different stage of like patience and probably some experiences that we're all going to have. So I kind of got to experience it early on here. Um, and I'm sure I'll experience it again, where I'll get a phone call saying, Hey, I just got tested positive for COVID. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then have to do whatever I need to do, you know, in the midst of it. So interesting yeah. times, man. Yeah. 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 I, I, I liked on your on your noon update today, you were talking about how sometimes it's like one step forward, one step back, 
two steps forward, two steps back. And it's yeah. kind of just like a little, uh, a little dance right now with what, yeah. with everything that's going on. Yeah. So, and it's being patient uh, and making sure, you know, I keep reiterating with people, you know, wherever they're at with this, just that that's okay. You know, like if, if mm-hmm. you're really like, you know what, I'm not going out or going doing anything. That's okay. You know, and if you're kind of like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and do some things. I think that that's okay. I think you have to really be prudent about your own health situation, health situation, people's around people around you, you know, you, um, it's not just about you, but about others around you too. And so it's just kind of prudent in that in the midst of all the uncertainties, but kind of none of us knows for sure on this stuff, to be honest, it seems. So we've yeah. got a good amount of information that science is showing us. Um, we follow that, but that still is kind of up in the other. It just hasn't maybe been enough done yet. So it's all so interesting. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. But, uh, but it, it, it's nice that we have you to, to, to lead us through it firsthand. Well, now, enough about me. Before we get to prayer, I do have to ask you something, Dan. Okay, what's that? You went and saw puppies yesterday. I did. I did, yeah. Um, yeah, I went and saw some puppies yesterday, some, some cutter puppies. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, I went, I went uh, to my parents' house for, um, for Memorial Day, and then on the way back, because so I'm from Brainerd originally, so yeah, Brainerd to the, coming back from Brainerd here, to Duluth um, we just kind of did a little detour and went up and uh, saw the puppies so that was that was a ton of fun if if nobody has ever experienced being like attacked by a horde of puppies before I think that's something that everyone has to experience at least once in their life <laughs> um, it was it was just as joyful as you think it would be you know it was great um, so although it's it, it's funny because um, like I couldn't pick one out um, yeah. because like other people have to go before me. So that was tough. I was like, I was like, I can't get attached. I have to pet all these puppies, but I can't get attached to any one of them. <laughs> Which, they all look the same. So that kind of helped. Yeah. Good. You must have known <laughs> that you were kind of like, Ooh, I, I kind of like that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was, um, some of them were like just going crazy, you know, and running all over the place and stuff. And then there was one that just laid down. And like, didn't even like care that we were there. And I was like, you know, I kind of like that one. <laughs> that's cutter. Just, yeah, cutter. Cutter was that way when I went and saw there were three males left that I got to pick from. And um, when he was a pup, and the other two were kind of like all over me, like whiny, kind of almost needy or whatever. And he just kind of laying over there, kind of looking over. He come over and say, I want some, but then he go lie down and was interested, but not like seemed like he was just kind of independent and you know he was fine and, and just chilling. And that is his personality and big time. He's like, he loves to go out. He loves to go play. He loves to go for walks and stuff. But when it's chill time, he knows it's chill time and he's totally good. Just chilling out, you know, it doesn't bug you too much unless it's like morning and he really has to go out or something, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're, they're about five weeks old. So in like three weeks, I'll be able to, to take one home. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. So, well, so yeah. Um, well, father, would you like to open us in a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Heavenly father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for uh, your goodness as always. Uh, we thank you for um, these days. We thank you for our Memorial Day. We thank you for the, the Feast of the Ascension and Pentecost ahead. 
Lord, we praise and glorify you for sending forth your spirit upon us um, as the fruit of Christ's resurrection and his ascension to you, Father God. Lord Jesus, you who rose um, from the dead and ascended into the heavens and sent forth with your Father the Holy Spirit upon us um, to dwell in us and to bear fruit. And you pour forth the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, we thank you and we praise and we glorify you um, for justifying us, for saving us, for redeeming us. Holy Spirit, um, we turn to you as well as, as God and acknowledge you and just ask that you as God, Holy Spirit, would would pour forth an abundance of fruit into our community, into our lives, and upon this um, pandemic, upon just everything going on, um, Lord, Holy Spirit. And so we praise and glorify you. Father Mary, you who dwell and live in the presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you who conceived of Christ by the Holy Spirit, um, we just ask that you intercede for us in our conversation and for all those that will listen this week. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Betcha. All right. Well, um, well, what's going on this week in the parishes? Yeah, so we were going to be opening Masses on Wednesday to uh, kind of a 25% um, capacity. So we know that the bishops and the governor reached an agreement with some protocols and stuff like that. Um, that's all. Um, that'll be postponed really till the weekend. I, I don't foresee being able to kind of do this Wednesday and Thursday just based on kind of what happened over the weekend and stuff. I think uh, I'll wait. I need to have some conversation with some people and you get to give it some time to just talk about plan ahead. So nothing really going on much till up to Friday other than, you know, the rosary at 6 p.m. on Catholic Duluth. Morning masses on Catholic Duluth as usual, um, noon updates, um, all that kind of stuff. So um, we, we've we put out some protocols. So a lot of you would have gotten letters and some protocol stuff. So um, those are still pretty consistent. We're just um, have to update just a few different things based on the agreement with the governor. For instance, not starting today, but starting tomorrow in Minnesota, but not here at St. Lawrence or Holy Family. But then just a couple of other simple protocols in terms of being at church and stuff like that. And it's, it's not much. It's not um, anything. Uh, we were prepared for one third. It's now 20 of what we thought it was our seating capacity. It's now 25 percent of fire code. So like we're figuring that stuff out. Um, I think we got to rethink like the hand sanitizing before communion and how that works. we got to fine tune that a little bit um, based on a couple of, of things that are. Um, a little more strict in the in the protocol with the agreement with the state. So, which is it's little things. It's not much of a big change. So yeah, we're still gonna. Have, did I mention adoration? Uh, like no, the, not yet. Yeah. So adoration will be happening Wednesday at Holy Family, and then next week Monday, Wednesday, Monday at St. Lawrence, Wednesday at Holy Family. So we got the deacons set up to do that tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, um, at Holy Family, and then kind of moving forward from there no matter what I end up having to do um, based on kind of stuff that happened this weekend. So other than that, you know, we're, we're just kind of trying to get everything ready and, you know, softly or slowly stepping into all of this to make it safe and comfortable. And so, yeah, that's kind of the updates I would say. You got anything else, Dan, that you can think of? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I can't believe it's almost June already. That's yeah. crazy. Well, that, that, that brings um, me to one thing. Um, 
Peter Brown is going to be living with me for the summer. So Peter was oh, here okay. during the term. He's a seminarian. Um, so he's going to be living with me for the summer, so you'll see him around. He's going to be mowing lawns up at Calvary during the day um, as to make some money. And uh, so he'll be around for the summer, so that'll be good. So that's a, that's a little update, too. He was going to move in on Memorial Day, um, but we put the brakes on that. And I'll talk to him later today and figure out what he wants to do. So. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have him around. So yeah, if, if no one got to get to know him, you know, when he was here uh, in the winter, they'll be able to get to know him here over the summer. So yeah. that should be great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, then we can, we can kind of jump into uh, the main part of today's episode and, um, and we want to talk about Pentecost. So this upcoming Sunday is, um, is uh pentecost so we'll be we'll be celebrating that um on sunday so father do you want to give us a little bit of just like an intro into uh what pen what pentecost is and so pentecost is based off of the first chapter of the book of acts in which the holy spirit comes and descends upon the apostles and really enters into them and that there's the flames of fire above them right and so i don't know um it's acts chapter one um let me just open my Bible here and um, excuse me, Acts chapter two, <laughs> Acts chapter two, the beginning of chapter two. Um, when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. Okay. Um, and suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a strong driving wind and filled the entire house in which they were. And there appeared to them. Then there appeared to them tongues as a fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. Um, and, the, and the story goes on. So it's it's that moment in which the Holy Spirit comes in and has an indwelling within them, which is a big transition in terms of um, covenant theology and the presence of God. And um, what Christ has done, yeah, it's it's a big transition in in just covenant theology in many ways in terms of God's covenant and where God dwells with His people, and how God dwells with His people. Because you know, prior it was in the Ark of the Covenant, for instance, or it was in the tablets, it was upon the mountain, it was in the clouds. You know, God dwelt in all these different ways. And when Christ comes, God dwells in the flesh. God has come and dwelt in our midst. You know, um, but here's the thing about about the Holy Spirit is that God, after the resurrection and the ascension, God sends the Holy Spirit and it comes and it dwells within. And that's transforming. And you even think about Eucharistic theology, that Christ wants to dwell within us um, through the Eucharist as well. That now God's dwelling place is in the human person because the human nature has been brought into the very heavenly dwelling of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we've been talking about this. I've been hitting on this a number of times. This is this reality, like God desires to dwell within us. And so the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, this is the first time that God dwells inside the human person. That's a total change. You know, um, a couple weekends ago, I preached about like coffee, you know, that it's kind of like coffee that, you know, coffee can impact us from the outside, you know, by smelling it, by feeling its warmth. You can look at the beauty of the, the tone or the color of it or whatever. <laughs> but it's it's not until it you consume it that it enters into you that it has this deeper 
impact and it becomes one with you and influences you in a whole different kind of a way. That's the that's the beauty of Pentecost is the Holy Spirit coming to dwell within us. So I get kind yeah. of fired up with the thing that. <laughs> um, well, well, and and this is the um, like, I guess the fulfilling. I don't even I don't even know if it would technically be a prophecy, but the fulfilling of when when Jesus said like you know after me I'm going to send the Advocate. This is that happening, correct? Yeah, yeah. This is happening. That's so, exactly right. It's the sending of the Advocate in the. The, the one that will, if you will, defend us or, or sanctify us or cause us to be able to be justified, you know, that will plead our cause and, and bring us to, to goodness. Yeah. And, um, I guess, I guess here's, here's a, a question for you is maybe like, why did Jesus like ascend and then send the Holy Spirit? Like, why didn't he just stay? Um, good question. Good question. Because he he just as he came down, right? So the divinity comes down and enters into humanity, for instance, by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So we should talk too about the Holy Spirit making present and transforming things, but comes down and enters into the human nature, so lowers himself all the way to the point of death and entering fully into death, and then coming up out of that, raises from the dead to conquer death, but then has to bring the human nature into the divine realm right into the heavenly realm. And we're not just talking like it's so human nature, his human body for instance goes into this other realm. <laughs> um it's you know we talk about like is there an another you know scientists wonder if there's what do they call it another dimension, right? Yeah. Um you know they talk about different dimensions in many ways the heavenly would be like another dimension in some levels another realm in which human nature is brought into. And that's what we would talk about when we talk about heaven. We're not just talking like the skies and the cosmos, but it's like this whole other, whole other um, dynamic of being in the very life of God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The reason that the Holy Spirit doesn't come before that, and why Jesus has to ascend, go into heaven, go into uh, into that, is because that's how we're redeemed. He brings the human nature back up and into it. Um, and we've been hitting on this theme quite a bit, you know, um, but it's really the fullness of our salvation. So if Jesus stays, just stays on earth, well, huh, what good does that really do us, to be honest? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. stick around here, you know? Um, no, Jesus came to save us and to bring us into the, the heavenly realm, the very realm of the life of God. And so he has to go into that with the human nature in order to bring us there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess also when you think about it too, like um, when Jesus is getting interrogated by um, Pilate, like he does say, like my kingdom is not of this earth, right? So yeah, um, and and to like a certain extent, when people like the Jews thought when the Messiah would come that he would have the kingdom on earth, um, but he his but he said you know, like my kingdom is not of this world, like my kingdom like is of like you know is heaven, and so it makes sense that he he's like going actually going back there. Um, and then what, with what you said to like bringing the human nature, um, to, to heaven as well. Yeah, I think and so, and so then, nope. um, and then, and then he was just like, you know, he obviously, like uh, God knew that we would still need help. Right. <laughs> um, like after, after Jesus left, um, he's like, they'll still like 
like, well, one, probably like we still need help because we, we tend to mess things up from time to time. Um, but then also like he would want to probably be with us also. Right. Yeah. That's the big thing is like, God, God wants to be present to us and not only to us, but within us now. And so it's God's desire to be one with us. And so the Holy Spirit comes and we live in the time of, of the presence of God being present in the Holy Spirit and also through the sacraments and the incarnational nature of what Christ came and did. And so, um, yeah, it's that God wants to be with us. And so God, Jesus doesn't go like to heaven and say, you know, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. It's like, no, I'm going to go into heaven so I can fully redeem you. And I'm going to send, you know, our spirit, the spirit of God to dwell within you so that yeah. we are always still one. I, you know, he's, he has not left us and he's clear about that. Right. It's not like mm -hmm. he's gone up there and kind of like not isn't still united to us, which is the beauty. If we think about both baptismal grace, which would be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and Eucharistic grace, which is the indwelling of Christ, you know, present in the Eucharist. And they go hand in hand. They work together, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so you 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 said a little bit about the Holy Spirit making present and transforming what do yeah. you mean by that? So one of the one of the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit, or one of the dynamics of the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy when the Holy Spirit comes, it transforms things, and it makes God present, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it brings forth the, the presence of God, and it brings forth um, a transformation. So you even think about in the incarnation, it's the transformation um, of right from Mary's conception of of her reality of who she is is the immaculate conception but then transforms her womb to a to the new to the new temple to become the new um ark transforms her purifies her so that christ can come and then dwell so the holy spirit you know she conceives by the holy spirit the holy spirit makes present christ in the incarnation it's by the power of the holy spirit that christ becomes present in the world in the flesh and so same uh, at baptism, for instance, that we, the Holy Spirit comes and transforms the person through washing away of original sin, making the person a temple of the Holy Spirit, and then dwelling within and making God present actually within us by the virtue of baptism, um, then that baptismal grace through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Think about the Eucharist. We pray for the Holy Spirit to come down upon this bread and wine and transform it into the body and blood of Christ. So it transforms it. And in that transformation makes Christ present in the world, makes Christ, Christ present to you um, in his bodily presence in the Eucharist. And so it, when the Holy Spirit comes, it transforms. And in that transformation makes God present. Um, and that's a, that's an important thing. I think theologically to understand about the action of the Holy Spirit that it's not like the Holy Spirit comes and doesn't really do anything. No, the Holy Spirit makes the presence of God a reality for us, and that's a transformative thing. Does that make sense? I was asking that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I really like the, like, when you kind of explained, like, uh, at Mass, when you, you know, we call the Holy Spirit down and to, you know, transform and make present um, Jesus in the Eucharist, like that, yeah, that that was really good. 
and I mean, it makes sense too. Uh, to me, just like just when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, from what we know about like the Holy Spirit, but then also um, from just we know what we know about the Eucharist. It's like, oh, that like that makes sense, and that's um, um, obviously there's like a pretty awesome mystery um, there. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that was actually like uh, very like that, that, that's easy to understand. I think. Yeah. Well, and even so. think of um, you know the absolution prayer. God, the Father yeah. of mercies to the death and resurrection of his only begotten Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace and I absolve you of your sins, right? Sent the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit among us. Like the Holy Spirit working through the church and working through the sacraments, right? Brings this transformation through the forgiveness of your sins, right? Um, through the ministry yeah. of the church. And so like, all the sacraments involve the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, and so you even think of um, holy orders, you know? I mean, I think of holy orders and the power of the Holy Spirit and the transformative power of the Holy Spirit transforms the individual into being in the person of Christ the head um, and hence makes Christ present in a new way through the sacrament of holy orders. It's, it's, it's some pretty high yeah. theology, if you will, yeah. Yeah. Well, and... Um... From my understanding too, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit is kind of like the hands to a certain extent of uh, like the hands of the Trinity where like um, like everything's kind of done through the, like the actions are kind of done through the Holy Spirit. Am I kind of mistaken with that or? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good way to put it, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the action of God in the world today. Um, yeah. It's, it's the, it's the, the, that person of god that molds things move, makes things moves things if you will i suppose yeah yeah, yeah. um well i guess maybe a kind of final uh final thought or final prompt for you um is uh so with pentecost coming up here um how do you think we can just as christians like um maybe use this uh, kind of this celebration of Pentecost to help us go deeper in our relationship with like specifically the Holy Spirit. Cause I feel like a lot of times we talk about like our relationship with God, the father or with Jesus, but not really about like the Holy Spirit um, compared to like the others in the Trinity. Um, so how, how can we kind of, I guess, advance in that relationship, if that makes sense. I think like any relationship, you have to know like, well, who is this person and what does this person bring to me, if you will. And so the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. I think one of the things to maybe study or to know more about and then reflect on and learn about is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So there's seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that we all have by virtue of our baptism. Um, and there's, there's, there's four gifts for the intellect to help the intellect. And there's three gifts to help the will, right? So what we think and what we choose. Um, And so Mm -hmm. um, uh, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and good counsel are those four things that the Holy Spirit brings to bring the intellect to a a different level and to give a gift to the intellect to move and think toward the things of God, right? Um, And so... Mm -hmm. It's knowing what those gifts are and what those gifts mean so that we can 
we can apply them, we can recognize them, we can know about them in our in our cognitive thinking. Um, it's such an important factor um, that God wants to bring to. God wants to inform our intellect. He, you know, he we're not robots, we're not dummies. You know, we're not we're not animals. Well, we're animals, but we're not just animals, right? We have we have intellect and will on a different plane, a different level. So, and then um, uh, uh, fear, piety, and courage, right? Um, that move the will towards the good, that move the will towards things. So it like wants then to allow us to choose what is good and what is right. And so I think learning about those four things and what they are those those seven things, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit and what they what they bring us as human persons. So you know oftentimes people don't realize like well yeah the seven gifts are meant for the intellect and the will and there there's four that inform the intellect or influence the intellect as part of our soul, right? And there's three that influence the will. Like, wow, God wants to help me think through things and then make right choices on things. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us do that. Like, sometimes we just, we think like, oh, the Holy Spirit's just in me. Like, oh, and God's going to lead me. Like, well, yeah, okay, but let's get specific about how he does that and what that means. What does it mean to have the wisdom? What does it mean to have knowledge, understanding, good counsel? Like, what are those things? What What is that? So... I think that's one way to definitely grow. It's it's just like anybody else. You get to know them, um, and you 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 get to be able to live in in better and right relationship with them. You know, so yeah, that's great. Um, there was definitely uh, well when you brought up the the seven gifts, I was just like, oh no, he's going to ask me to list them out. <laughs> so I'm really glad you didn't. I want you to name the fruits of the Holy Spirit because there's fruits that come with gifts. Because because uh, I, I definitely would not have got them. I was like in my head, I was like, oh crap, what are they? And I, I got some of them, but then there's a couple that I missed. So uh, I, was, yeah, I, was just... I like that because it's that good lesson. Like we think, like, well, I was confirmed. I went through catechesis. I know everything. You know, like I know that. What you know, I'm good to go. It's like <laughs> right. You forgot most of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's all. There's always more to like. Really allow it to fully be, you know, sunk into the sunk into the mind and the heart you know so yeah yeah and I, i'm sure it's something too that as we grow we use maybe d- different gifts are, are more prominent in our life at different times right yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. so it's good to can like continually be re- refreshed and like into like uh learn more about them because you know at one point in your life you really really might need courage and then at another point you really might need to like live out more of like the wisdom or something like that so yep um so great. Well, it might be a topic well, for next week. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I'm, I'm a, I'm a write, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> You're gonna have to study too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to go back to school for a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll book a, I'll book a private um, teaching session with Karen or something. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you, Father, for. Uh, for um for joining us today and you know trying out this uh this recording um, yeah hopefully the sound quality is that we're cool. using so um so yeah and uh th- thank you everyone for for joining in and uh we hope you're all doing well and um we will talk to you next week may god bless you and may jesus christ be praised